video games. As your proficiency with certain games improves, you're able to make some number or statistic on a character increase to reflect a higher cap on that proficiency. Punch, shoot, stab, and loot enough, and over time, what was once a 1 is now a 50. A 50 with perks. A 50 that does shock damage and helps you generate your special ability faster while healing you. In most games, there isn't really a reason for this power scaling. Why is a visually identical piece of gear more powerful than any other? Why did fighting all of those enemies suddenly give you a new ability unrelated to any of the skills you've been using? Sometimes a game will throw a narrative bone and some plot point will address why characters learned a new skill or acquired something that intrinsically makes them more powerful. But that growth is almost always utilitarian. Marvel's Avengers manages to break away and make some of that growth personal too. In the first scene of the single-player campaign, we are introduced to Kamal Khan, but not as Miss Marvel. She's a young girl with her dad, excited to meet her literal heroes, the Avengers. And she isn't meeting them because she saved a cat. She's been invited to Avengers Day because, like many other kids, she wrote a really good Avengers fanfiction. As much as other games tout a cinematic perspective or camera, Avengers is one of the first where I can feel the game operating on me. The perspective in the opening is tight over Kamala's shoulder. When Kamala steps onto a large stage to meet the Avengers, the camera works to remind you that these heroes are larger than life by sticking so low to the ground. The frame is filled with awe-inspiring vignettes. Kamala has entered a big world. The game takes its time with its opening. Kamala has genuine conversations with the Avengers, and she stands out to them. This whole opening section is wonderfully endearing and wholesome. It's slow, yes, but it also sets the stakes. When things begin to go wrong, it feels more personal. Kamala is already in a situation well beyond her capabilities, but the brilliant promise from this point in the game is that eventually she'll reach her potential. When viewed as the story of an outsider looking for acceptance and being the one to reunite Earth's mightiest heroes, Marvel's Avengers is often brilliant. Kamala's family wants her to hide her powers and her status as an inhuman, lest the Gestapo-like advanced idea mechanics, or AIM, take her to a mysterious black site. She herself doesn't even have full knowledge or understanding of herself or her powers. But she leans in. She leaves her life behind and sparks a journey that brings the Avengers back together after half a decade of isolation. And that's inspiring. However, this reunion doesn't go very well. Tony Stark and Bruce Banner resent each other for their actions after the events of A-Day, in which San Francisco was irreparably destroyed. Thor was nowhere to be found with no way to contact him. Black Widow is off doing secret spy stuff. Captain America is dead. He's not, obviously. Kamala gives them a reason to team up again, but it's revealed that she was operating on incomplete information. After another bombshell, the team is as splintered as ever. They're only able to put aside their differences when Kamala gains a new lead and broadcasts a speech based on faith that someone, anyone, is listening. This uneasy reassembly adds a deep, resonant, and emotional tone to the entire game. It would be easy for Kamala to effortlessly bring her heroes back together through the power of fandom. Instead, she has to teach them to be a family again, despite the mistrust in her own family. Unfortunately, the game finds plenty of opportunities to stumble over its own feet. The narrative flow is broken up by plenty of tutorials. When things go to hell on A-Day, we're able to play as all of the Avengers and learn their powers, strengths, and weaknesses. Then, as Kamala reunites the team, we have to do that all over again. 
Oftentimes, the game will completely stop in order to force you to activate a certain power. Sometimes it's not even the most opportune time to do so, but the narrative demands it. In a story about discovering your own path, it feels weird to be told repeatedly to do a highly specific thing at an extremely specific moment. That's aside from the game's lack of polish and shine. The subtitles are hilariously wrong at times, wildly differing from spoken lines. It's not clear when you have to push or hold a button to get one of the frequent pop-ups to go away. The campaign will introduce you to vendors, only to lock them away behind gates that can only be reopened after campaign progress is made, even though their waypoint is still on screen. Maps begin to feel generic very quickly, and the non-campaign missions lack the intrigue and personality of their sequentially placed cousins. And while traversing levels as Kamala is a joy because of her oddball stretchy powers, navigating them as someone like Captain America is a slog. It's a deeply confused affair. When things go well, the game reminds me of the best of Mass Effect, but told from the perspective of a character who is the last-ditch effort to be the great savior of humanity. Watching the Chimera helicarrier populate and be repaired as you fill with pride the same way the Normandy itself becomes a home in Mass Effect, seeing the interactions between the characters is more meaningful than their stats increasing. It's their relationships that increase as well. However, the recycled environments and the lack of meaningful interactions remind me of the worst of Mass Effect. Instead of the focused efforts of Mass Effect 2, it's the slog of repeated environments, missions, and assets of Mass Effect Andromeda. This lack of polish also applies to how uncomfortable some aspects of Marvel storytelling can be in the present day. There is a theme in this game of wanting to belong to a group that understands you, while they also understand that sometimes belonging requires an act of performance. It's a powerful idea that is in the heart of Marvel classics like the X-Men and the Avengers. However, it doesn't all land so gracefully in the game. The idea of a group of people given powers against their will and being called inhumans might have landed differently in the 1960s than it does in the 2020s. Furthermore, AIM's massive prisons and internment camps are particularly concerning in the face of modern tech giants upholding a police state in America. It's concerning not only because it's tasteless, but also because the game has nothing to say about society's complicity and its negative portrayal of Inhumans as dangerous and prone to anger. While the Inhumans and their plight are not new to Marvel, they present an opportunity to say something unique and powerful in 2020, and in Marvel's Avengers, it's an opportunity that isn't explored. Gear collection also feeds into this narrative tension between the action of the game and the storytelling. The sources of high-powered gear are ill-defined at best, especially if you don't want to replay the same mission over and over. Worse than that, everything you get is functionally disposable. While pieces of gear can be upgraded a few times, it's not clear why you do that considering how almost every piece of gear you will find has more power than the one you are wearing. And then there's the end game. Everything that happens after the main story of the game seems like it was designed to be built on later. It's as though there is a vision for what this game should look like in March of 2021, but not a compelling one for September of 2020. I can't articulate a strong argument for why one should continue to play after the credits roll, since the campaign missions are designed with so much more heart than the non-campaign war table missions. Worse, this exacerbates the issue with gear. While I understand the need to play over and over again to attain the highest power gear, it's not clear why this is a necessary and attractive goal to attain except for power's own sake. 
Whereas in the main campaign, each character is trying to regain a step they've lost, and by the end, they're fully powered and fully confident. Anything needed to advance from here exists solely because the game gives you an arbitrary number to achieve. There is an amazing delight in getting to play as the fractured Avengers team coming back together. The care placed into the story missions and the set pieces is definitely apparent. And yet, like many persistent games, the true meat of Marvel's Avengers is meant to occur long after the credits have rolled. Sadly, that's just not its biggest strength. much tony and long time uh, no see long time no see uh or rather no long time no hear from uh, all the good people listening to us uh you just heard david shimomura uh read his review for marvel's avengers david how are you today i'm doing really good thank you for having me on rad yeah um rad to have you rad review and uh tell us a little bit about your background uh, as a games critic a, as a player of games if you may yeah well i've been i've been, <laughs> I've been playing games a really long time uh marvel's really near and dear to me as i remember like the first video game i can actually remember playing is an x-men game on my cousin's game gear and my mom had to go out Jesus. and get me a Game Gear so I could play this X-Men game that I wow. would not shut up about. Game it, Gear. What, a Game Gear and those six six AA batteries. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I would describe myself as a, a games critic who's kind of mostly interested in things like narrative structure, storytelling, um, design. Uh, and yeah, I, I, you know, personally, I play like a lot of Destiny. Uh, I think I'm over 300 hours in Destiny 2. I raid every Sunday with my clan. Um, so I'm I'm very well versed in the idea of games as a service. Yes, or or GAS as the <laughs> the acronym G A A S. I really hate that. Um, but I guess it's technically correct. But um, was that X Men game? Is that like based on the animated series, or is or like just the comics in general? <laughs> I believe it was based on the animated series, given given how old I was at the time when the animated series came out, mm-hmm. and I want to say the art style. Like I think, mm-hmm. and I and I know that there were a lot of X Men Sega games, and I I played them all. I had like I I, <laughs> I remember being on a wait list at Blockbuster to get one of the Sega Genesis ones. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the the wait list is just like like a piece of receipt paper. That they had like written some people's names on. I know someone who has an X Men arcade machine. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, in their house. It's really Man. weird. I know where one is in, in Chicago, and I have tried and failed to play it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, we're just instantly aging ourselves. <laughs> I think I played a little bit of it on like uh, a virtual console thing, but uh, it's you know it's your standard beat 'em up. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was like one of the best because. One, there wasn't a lot of them when it came out. Um, and it was your favorite X-Men characters. And you had super cool powers. You could play as Wolverine. You get to Slash. You could play as Cyclops. And you have your big laser eyeball beam thing. 
<laughs> I mean, it introduced me to a lot of the X-Men. Like, I... Yeah, absolutely. They show the weird ones. They don't show the ones that, like, it's the ones that you don't normally see, you didn't see in, like, the X-Men movie from 2000. It's, yeah. yeah. Like, Jubilee, I believe, is in it, right? In the game? In the game? In the arcade game? Yeah. Or maybe I don't I'm... remember. Okay. I it's like it's like very close to like the original X-Men team which had long gone away by the time yeah. that I was playing video games. Like I didn't know you know, I didn't know Beast is not a blue guy, you know. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was just a dude with big feet, I think. Um, was Gambit in the original? I don't know how how old Gambit is. Uh, Gambit's a later introduction. Yeah, Gambit came out I think in the nineties. Right. Oh wow. I'm not sure. Good. Look, I'm uh, for anyone listening who's like a hardcore Marvel Marvel comics person, like you could probably yell at me online. But yeah. Well, what I, what I think is kind of funny about that era um, is like how grim dark beefy everyone got and i didn't know that that wasn't normal mm-hmm. so like i i grew up really liking characters like bishop and cable i didn't right. know how weird cable was yeah they they were the uncanny x-men first appearance was 1990 <laughs> okay wow. i got it right right on it wow. yeah hmm. I I played a little bit of i think it was x-men legends 2 age of apocalypse or something like that love that game yeah, and then if was it the same team? Didn't they end up making Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Um, because I ended up playing a lot of Ultimate Alliance, and I I played a lot of that third game that came out for Switch last year. I uh, I believe it was that played yeah. that made the first at least the first one, if not the first two. Yeah, Raven Software, I believe. I've been uh, I've been actually really wanting to play, because I remember I told you about it when it came out last year, I wanted to play it, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, because of, um, it just looked crisp, it looked nice, the, the in-game story, although probably minimal, is probably entertaining, um, and they probably, had, and they had a lot of, you know, cool characters, and the designs were much more related to the, the films themselves, instead of kind of their comic book, uh, Sure. Yeah. Partners, yeah. And um but like I never like like I know a lot of people that grew up playing uh Marvel versus Capcom and you know the mm-hmm. first Marvel Ultimate Alliance and they just never really did anything for me cuz I knew that there wasn't a lot of story connected to them and they were fighting games. I didn't I wasn't a big fighting game person. I I was more, you know, wanted to play like adventure and story, which is where this game comes into play <laughs> yeah totally marvel's avengers by crystal dynamics and uh, a bunch of other support studios published by square enix um how... this game has had a journey <laughs> yeah uh they they announced uh, when did they even announce this thing i feel like they announced this like a really long time ago with two that, um... years ago there was a oh, trailer like there was like yeah. a a weird, like a cinematic trailer where you saw the main char- the main Avengers, like, like s- items, like it was like January twenty seventeen. Yeah. Whoa. And then you, yeah. you did. I don't think there was anything at E three that year, or maybe just another video, like that cinematic thing I was talking about. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing until E three twenty nineteen. Yeah, exactly. Um, this was just called the Avengers Project, and I was like, oh, what can that possibly mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Crystal Dynamics. Oh, that's weird. I thought it was going to get canceled. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I never, I never thought I'd play the game. Yeah, right. It's yeah. like one of those. Yeah, it's it's one of those like big games that like 
has a really cool, you know, IP, you know, it's comes from something and you're just like, oh, this, this, this has a 50% chance of coming out because of, uh, <laughs> it's not exactly the way that the, the parent studio, uh, wants it to go. And as we've seen with most media, that's normally what happens. Um, but this thing got, you know, went through, um, it, if it came out, you know, it came out in 2020, which is, you know, there's has not been a Marvel movie this year. Um, there probably may not be after recent articles came out today announced. Um, so Black Widow, Disney. Yeah. So like if it came out, if it came out like, Disney like Plus, last year, I don't know, like bucks. last summer uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. at the heart of, you know, the end game cooldown, I think it would have been um, much more traction. Then, like a week out from the game being uh, a week out from the game coming out, uh, we got. I've not seen any buzz about it, anyone really playing it, but we'll we can get into that later. But sorry, continue with the history sure, of this yeah. Game. I mean, it's I I just remember watching that E3 briefing uh, from Square Enix, and I feel like the general room temperature was just a feeling of underwhelming, yeah. The, and then, you know, there are all the jokes about how the characters look because we're so used to, like, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. And, and they were like, oh, this these are like the, the Spaceballs stunt doubles, like that gag. <laughs> um, or like, yeah. these look like the porn parody versions of the Avengers or something like that. They look like the Avengers that your grandmother bought at the discount <laughs> store. <laughs> yeah, you, you would notice that, like, Avengers is, like, slightly misspelled. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like Avengros. <laughs> right. Um yes, soldier man and metal dude. <laughs> um but yeah, I I I understood that they couldn't look like the movie characters. Like this is this is a new interpretation of of these characters. I mean like everyone loved that Insomniac Spider-Man game for having its own take on Spider-Man and um but cuz it really yeah. There was there was something about like when the Marvel when that Marvel game Marvel Spider Man game came out it was very much um, like people were were initially worried that it wasn't going to be uh, it wasn't going to be you know connected to any of the movies that came out so people were worried about what the story was going to be but it really I got worried about that <laughs> I, there was a couple people early on before <laughs> the game was you know before you saw footage of the game. And then when the game came out, it was just like, hell yeah, because it it created its own story um, and it took a lot of elements of significant elements from the comics itself, went directly to it. The skins, everything was just like items were like referencing comic book things. And it's like, OK, so you're really involved in how deep this universe is mm -hmm. and you don't really have that. You don't really have that energy with this game. Yeah, mm -hmm. with Spider-Man, it, it had a really nice mix of feeling familiar but new yes totally like it, it you you play that game and you're like yes this is this is spider-man it's not a spider-man i know but this is still recognizably spider-man mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah and and in in avengers it, it there's there's a weird there's a lot of different things going on that make the game lack a unique identity totally I think um, d definitely the biggest difference is that there is a precedent, there is a history of Spider-Man video games. 
there is mm-hmm. kind of a there there are standards that people expect. I feel that the Spider-Man Two game, uh, the the one based on the movie, was kind of seen as like the high standard of Spider-Man games. Whereas there isn't really with the Avengers. I mean, they're you know they're the equivalent to the Justice League. Like they are, they are literally a multi-billion-dollar franchise at this point. But there haven't really been any video games centered on the group of the Avengers. Yeah. So honestly, when they announced the Avengers project in like 2017, I thought they were gonna try to do like the movie thing where they would make like multiple games, <laughs> like you have like a Hulk game and an Iron Man game or something like that. Like I thought they were gonna do something really ambitious. Um, but then it became pretty clear that, okay, now this is going to be one big game. And I think this had kind of the problem with, um, um, I feel that Joss Whedon's first Avengers movie, there is, there is nothing really to say about the color palette and the cinematography because it's very neutral. Because the movies that came before it were just so different visually that they just kind of had to, like, unify it all for the screen. So it just looks very, like, TV-ish and um, just gray. Really, really lacking. Yeah, not, mm-hmm. not gray. Like, like the the the, um, the colors of the costumes pop out. Yeah. But you have, like, white and, like, very clean, sterilized environments. And um, Which is New very York much City, how Civil it, War it, did its color palette. I feel like Civil War was a little... There was a little more film-grainy, I think. Okay. Um, Avengers, like, I feel that... You know, New York City looks like a set. <laughs> it didn't look like New yeah. York City, for example. Um, and I'm not you sure if that... You see New York in the distance, but you <laughs> can never go there. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. But also, like, they just filmed it in Atlanta, like they always do with these movies. But um, And, and there was something about looking at that initial trailer because they kept they kept showing the freaking um golden gate bridge sequence mm-hmm. there there was like an attack and the avengers are fighting a bunch of faceless dudes on the bridge and nothing about the game pops up visually to you and they're saying all these cheesy one-liners and the action looks just kind of standard i guess what you would call it so I, I kind of felt that too, that that initial underwhelm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see to see health bars and like the names of the enemies and a level number <laughs> above mm-hmm. them, I was like, huh, okay, <laughs> I think I see what you're doing. But it took until um, I I got a little hands-on with the game at New York Comic Con that year when they showed the UI and the gear menu, I was like, okay, you're, <laughs> you're making a destiny, aren't you? <laughs> um, so David, as a, I don't know what you would call a destiny fan, a, a destiny player, but as someone who enjoys the destiny, destiny, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> let me Google search that now. Um, Destorino. Sure. The destined. <laughs> oh God. Ooh, that's as good. A, as a guardian, um, <laughs> um, what was your what was your reaction to learning that that was the structure that this game was going to have, like an Avengers game with all of these, um, you know, licensed characters? I was I was ma- angry and confused. <laughs> I, I 
one of the things that I take a, a strange amount of pride in in Destiny is how how my guardian looks. You know, mm-hmm. you get to you know apply you know the different colors and and stuff to the gear, and um, they're adding. They've slowly been adding um, transmogrifications so that you can make gear look like other gear. Um, and so, like, I have a pretty curated look for how I want my guy to look, and that with the Avengers, it's like, oh, okay, there's gear, and I'm like, it, you know, I, w- I wonder how that'll look in the game, and it doesn't look in the game at all, and I, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what an odd choice, because I kind of remember, you know, the old, like the the Ultimate Alliance games, and obviously they want to create their own identity, but they're being like. You know, it's like, oh, if I put this on, it'll, you know, give a slight visual tweak here. Um, mm. And and what I thought was so odd about um, the gear system here is, um, I mean, there are gear Avengers. Like, you know, Black Widow is a gear person. Like, you know, I, yeah. I don't I don't really personally enjoy any of the members of the Avengers whose power is guns. <laughs> And and like and and that's kind of broad. Like Hawkeye fits in there. Like Hawkeye's power is is that he has a single shot gun with a string. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America's in there. <laughs> wow. In that, I mean, Cap is in there. You know, he has. You know, he uses a gun a lot of the time, and then um, he's just he's on steroids. And Iron Man <laughs> wears a gun that comes out of his skin now. Mm-hmm. And you know, like it's like okay, I don't. You know, I don't really enjoy them as much as some of the other people but the avengers who use guns actually make the most sense in the game because it's like oh yeah you know here's this thing that they're putting on their body here's this thing that they're changing <laughs> but like how do you make the hulk have gear he like he just picks different cargo shorts <laughs> like how do you how do you give that guy a loadout and the, I, I, the gear screen for him is so funny because it like goes to like his rib cage and like his his heart like i don't know what's going on there yeah, something, it's like, he's like holographic stuff. His, his parts and <laughs> and it's just so odd because you also think of the hulk as being like max power like the hulk you can't kill the hulk strong. you can't kill the yeah hulk. so like the health bar for the hulk is very much like the same as iron man's health bar You'd think that like any any mission where you have the the Hulk, the the enemies would kind of be ramped up uh, in strength, and Hulk's like you know, like health bar would be like twice or three times like. Excuse me, I think you mean willpower is what they call All it. Right. No, no, I'm, I'm like I'm just saying like you'd think that Hulk would feel more powerful in a game with all the other Avengers, but that's no, not the case. No, so they nerf the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, and it's it's kind of annoying. It's like so really like the, annoying. And the the thing with Destiny is, is that there's there's really specific pieces of gear and weapons that you want and that you will repeat in action or grind over and over and over to get that specific thing. There's one mission in that game, one dungeon that I play as often as I can because I want a very specific shotgun and I want a very specific I want very specific perks on that shotgun and i've yet to get it and i will keep playing it until i get that thing in order to do other high level activity yeah it's an mmo yeah so yeah and like that's that's totally normal but you know it's it feels odd to be the hulk that i'm gonna repeat this mission over and over and over again until i get really good pants (laughs) 
that yeah. are gonna make me hulkier. Yeah, it's like I think the problems with this game kind of came from the start. Um and I mean like there's ways that you can make the option for it to be like a Destiny S game. Like you can make it work, but you what they ended up with really didn't get to that. Yeah. I think there's a, a really cool fictional that I'm just coming up with now shield game where you have to run shield and you grind these missions out to get more intel and weapons and like stuff for your shield agents. Mm-hmm. That's just XCOM. You just make XCOM, but it's shield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and, it. And, and, and so with, with Captain America, it's weird that he has to like get stronger. Like they don't, they don't come out max level. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, there's like a, there's a disconnect. I mean, like I, I try to point to that in my review, like, there's yeah. a there's a weird disconnect between who the Avengers are and the baggage they carry as the Avengers and what a video game fundamentally is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna get weirder as they add more characters, um, and you can tell like how they have to that how they were very cognizant about putting everyone kind of putting everyone on equal ground. Like when you go around environments, there are several different ways you can traverse it to accommodate everyone's different traversal methods. Like, there are walls, so Kat can wall run, and there are ledges, so Kamala mm-hmm. and Widow can uh, like, repel, and because not everyone can fly, like Thor and Iron Man. Um, you know, I imagine as they add, like, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, like, they'll be able to, like, grapple on with arrows and stuff like that, but it's... Um, you know, like you mentioned in your review, like, get, getting around his cap, uh, sucks. <laughs> sucks yeah. so hard. He has a double jump, that's it. Uh, he cannot open those, uh, breakable doors. He cannot, uh, yeah. hack he, Yeah, tunnels. that pissed me off so much. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was in a game as Cap, and, and, I, you know, because I, I had the game, like, pre-ordered, so I had the game before most people had it, and I didn't really want to play with a bunch of weirdos. I didn't want to play with a bunch of, like, you know, people online. So I was just like, I'm going to play by myself and I'm going to beat this thing. And I was just like, Hey, I want a chest behind here. And I couldn't even open it. <laughs> like you'd think that like every person, every character has like a slam power except for cap. Widow doesn't. Oh, widow doesn't. Yeah. But, but widow can hack things. Yeah. And, and cap, cap can't do that either. Yeah. Cap can't, can't, can't do shit. Yo, <laughs> He's just I, he's just a man this 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 beautiful blonde man with yes. blue eyes trying mm-hmm. to insert his shield into like a keyboard <laughs> and wondering why it won't open. So he's trying to put it through like the oh, card. Is that like uh, when Hulk sweater. when you play as Hulk and you have to go up to like a keypad and you just press square and he just like stares at it and he just like shrugs <laughs> and then all of a sudden the door opens. <laughs> oh man. Or when uh, Thor just lightning like shocks and destroys the entire system, and then the yeah, door that's opens. Weird. Yeah, and then Cap just looks at it. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. I'm old. Yeah, no technology couldn't be me. Uh... Yeah, let's uh, let's let's bring it back because I feel like we can we can get to this point um, by talking about more about its production and when it came out. Um, like the what is it? The there was some E3 stuff last year wasn't as exciting um chris you played it right at the end of last year 
Yeah, so that's that's where that's when they revealed that Kamala Khan is like the secret protagonist of the game. Uh, they showed like a little trailer, and uh, I remember being in that room. This was like a we were like a, like this private closed door event um, during you know Comic Con, and Sandra Saad, the voice actor for uh, Kamala Khan, was like sitting behind everyone, like just hiding. <laughs> And like, and by the way, she's right here. <laughs> um, and then, and then, because we had just played the um, the fucking Golden Gate Bridge sequence again, so they gave their little PowerPoint presentation about like the gear and the mission structure, gave the Kamala Khan um, reveal, and then they're like, "Okay, you're playing the game again." <laughs> and then it was, uh, it was all, it was like one of those harm rooms, those uh, you know, like those virtual training rooms and we just played as Kamala Khan for a little bit. I was like, oh wait, this game's actually fun. <laughs> yeah. Um so I I just thought that was a very wise choice because Yeah. Watching that trailer after Endgame, after the movie Avengers Endgame, when we said goodbye to that iteration of the team, it was just weird seeing them again. <laughs> like in this in another, you know, triple A production. It feels very bootleg, you know? It feels very much like a bootleg copy of something where it's just like yeah, a and, real thing. And, you know, like, like, yeah. It's yeah, it just it doesn't feel it just doesn't feel fresh in its own Right. And you know, Marvel games right. like they have the right to like make their own version of the characters and like mm-hmm. it should be like viewed as just another version of the Avengers, just like the movie Avengers are. Um but Here's the thing: people, a lot of people watch those damn movies. <laughs> so, Wait, they do? They do? Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it made something oh, like wow. two billion dollars, something like that. Yeah, um, that's nothing. Yeah, that's not a lot that's, of money. That's that's, that's 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 chunk change. <laughs> that's not Avatar money. That's not Avatar um, money. <laughs> right, but um, yeah. I I was I was thinking like when, when I saw that E three trailer, I was like, oh man, I wish this was more of like a. Kamala Khan, Miles Morales, Kate Bishop kind of deal, and um, you know, bring in some new blood, and so having Kamala Khan there from the very beginning is fantastic. Nice to have. I like. Yeah, that. I think. The, I think that, that made the game. Sequence. Yeah, yeah. I think like her being the main character kind of for this game is fantastic. I think what made what actually gave like at least some elements of life to a game that could have been incredibly boring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I definitely, Chris, you pointed to this in your review. It's like, I understand, but I hate it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I, I understand why this is not a standalone Miss Marvel game. Yeah. You know, I, I know that, um, you know, the gamers capital G would be upset. And I, I know that, you know, you can't do games as service with, you know, a narrative single character game, mm-hmm. but the sequences with where you're playing as her becoming Miss Marvel, evolving into, you know, this, this person are just the best parts of the game by a mile. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost as if a completely different team was working on this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a and coming like, of age story. And yeah, fairly well done one. I mean, I like all the things with her father. I mean that that like I you know I gotta stay in my lane because I don't really know anything. But it's like to be a 
Muslim Pakistani, you know, American woman, but uh, that seems genuine. Like that seemed like from a place of heart. Um, yeah, you know, I think that it, it's a it's a another credit to. I didn't get into this in my review, but a credit to the acting. Like everything, all of her lines are sold perfectly. Like you, you really feel, you know, her conflict in so many of those scenes between wanting to be a good daughter, a good member of the family and having this opportunity to become so much more. Right. I feel, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I, feel, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to push back slightly on that. I feel like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of space in this campaign, a lot of empty space where they could have fleshed out a lot more of her and talked a lot more of that. And I felt like if you just strictly did the campaign missions, this thing was going to be, you know, you can wrap it up in a bow in a day. And I think that's what's most upsetting is that you didn't really get to explore a lot of her character that much. Like, yes, you're able to play as her. And yes, most of the campaign is focused around her. But I don't know, maybe you can get all the cutscenes and most of the gist of the story out in an hour, maybe less. Whereas yeah. there are there are there are hundreds and hundreds of really intense games that really show these exact same themes, not as you know, but you know, this game could have had way more of those themes expressed, but you know, there's there's all this other stuff that gives you more hours of content or supposed to give you more hours of content. Like, you know, I was imagining like if this game was like what these new, um, what these new DC games are going to be the Arkham Knights and um, right. Isn't Arkham Knights Gotham Knights and yeah. suicide squad killed the justice league, and, which and this, they had to clarify are not games as services. They had to say that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I don't think this game would have like been great as a, you know, a GAS. I think this game would have been perfect as a, as a, as a world where you have like you don't just have the Avengers in it. You have Avengers Kamala Khan, and then you introduce like it would have been great if they actually introduced another character that wasn't on the box art. Like that would be cool. That would be fantastic. Um, and that's one of the things that actually upset me as well. Is it just like you you knew going into it what the beginning and the end were going to be. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing that really surprised me and there was nothing that really uh, stood out for me. And there was so much empty space that could have went into that and could have touched upon that and could have made the campaign way longer and way more interesting and had way more interesting areas to travel to and way more interesting missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really feel that, especially the first time you get a faux war table mission where yeah. you get deposited into um because you have these these crafted curated story missions that are on unique sets that you otherwise never go to and then there's a few other a few story missions where you get unique dialogue on a completely generic map yeah and, the and first i mean that, I that got... happens in destiny too oh um, yeah but the first time i got dropped off on one of those generic maps i i was like where did the where did the cool parts of the game go yeah and and I definitely felt like this is going to be a filler chapter. Like, you know, it's I mean, it's really annoying that like in Destiny, you're able to actually explore a planet and go to it and check out the missions that are there. Where here you just you pick a mission and you go to it. 
You don't get to mm-hmm. explore. There's nothing interesting at the area you go to. It's a very generic place you travel to. It's either a city, it's a jungle, or it's an ice jungle. That's it. <laughs> That's it. As they call them. Yeah. Or a desert. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, you know, they may be adding more into the game, and they may add new characters, and, like, I'll, oh, absolutely, I'll play that. Because, like, you know, those characters are going to be coming in for free. So I don't care. Um, but, like, are those things going to, are those characters going to have, like, missions where I get to, like, it's going to be, like, Spider-Man, like, Spider-Man's a PlayStation character, so you <laughs> absolutely know they're not going to make campaign missions for Spider-Man. So it's going to be, you're going to pick Spider-Man for a mission where, like, a Fantastic Four character has, like, a main mission, and there's just going to be Spider-Man there. And there's not going to be any attachment, there's not going to be any connection, it's just going to be Spider-Man and some person voice acting. Um, mm-hmm. That's it. And that's just feels empty that feels not like like that's why i was upset by like i can just tell by you know by booting up the campaign mission like just seeing the one like you know reassemble that there wasn't going to be uh there wasn't going to be much to it there's gonna be other missions that you get to play uh you get to play a thor mission which is the only the, the thor mission is the only extra interesting thing about the game that builds something new that could be like a post game like thing that i thought was really interesting like oh you go you have to go to an aim spinoff where they're all you know they're all praising this fake thor which is obviously loki um and (laughs) and like that's cool that's like an interesting that's an interesting thing for a mission and you're playing a store and you go in there and you hang out with all the other people and they have witty dialogue that's that's like if other missions were like that and unique and actually uh like cool to play as where there's like some connection to another comic book thing like that's great that's awesome that's the only mission that has that and then some of those missions are gated like level oh absolutely yeah they're level gated and the only villain bosses that you encounter are the same villain bosses that you encounter in the first two missions taskmaster and abomination I wanted to go back and finish that abomination quest line, but my I my Hulk was so underpowered yep. that I'm like, I'm not gonna level grind the Hulk just to punch abomination. Like yeah, that's right. That that's you know, with most other, you know, games as service kind of games, you really only are leveling one character. And having to level up all of the Avengers is a slog. It's a slog, yeah. and it doesn't make it exciting. There, you could make it exciting. You can make, you know, that makes it very easy for people to want to sit down and actually grind every character and really get the most out of your game because oh, you have no. to do every character. But they don't make it exciting. They don't make it exciting. <laughs> if they made it exciting, then I and like you and if you personally don't want to grind out every single character, you don't have to because you're excited at this one or two characters that you enjoy playing. But if they made the missions exciting. They made the rest of the game exciting. You'd be more inclined to do that. Yeah, I, I really feel like they missed an opportunity with the gear the and the cosmetics in terms of, like, I should want oh to hunt down the, the pieces of, like, the Extremis armor. Like I, I have, should, yeah, I... I should want to hunt yeah. down. And then, and then you give those things a set bonus, like Diablo. Yeah. Like, you, you know, like, I should want to find all of the iconic you know, Captain America armor and everything so that I can look away, I can change his play style and, 
and now as I'm hunting those pieces down, I'm I'm gaining proficiency with cap, and I'm now able to do those late game missions. You know, mm-hmm. the same thing with you know I, again, the Hulk is a weird problem because the Hulk only wears shorts. <laughs> yeah. Like, but you know that like oh, if I did, if I found these pieces, I'll have put in enough time to have gotten strong enough to fight abomination. Like, and, but like, here's the thing: is that if you want to do more Hulk missions and really do it interesting without adding that extra loot, is you build a story around that, mm-hmm. and you build an intense, exciting story around that. You can there, there you know, there's obvi- you see the conflict within the game between Banner and the Hulk, and they explore it for like half a mission. And it would be really nice if they really went into it more and they really delved into like what that meant and. And, like, there's a lot of story that you can do with the Hulk with that. Um, but, you know, they didn't. <laughs> um, I, you know, when the beta came out, um, me and Chris were playing it. Um, it was the first week of August. And I went through the first missions that they had. And I was playing a bit of it. And I like I liked the gameplay I played. I thought that the the stuff that i saw was like fine I, I saw there was like tweaks there that you know or problems there that could be fixed um those problems didn't end up being fixed um <laughs> um i was just like yeah you know this you know this has you know this could be good in the next you know this only beta so there's there's gonna be a lot more stuff added and what really caught my eye um well i'll get into that in a second but um and i mentioned this to chris is like this feels like when Destiny 1 came out, everyone was just like, like even like satire people, like when they were making their dumb YouTube videos about um, like, oh, what, what, what is Destiny really type of thing? And it's just like, it's a really good 7 out of 10. It's not perfect. It's not super clean. There's some, there's a lot of grinding. There's some boring parts, but it feels, it feels good to play. And I'm going to go back to it, even though that parts of it I don't like. And this feels like an okay five out of ten, like a game that like has some nice elements that when you get to it, and you mentioned this not only in your review but you mentioned this uh you know a couple minutes ago, like you know you 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 enjoy parts of it, you really get excited about parts of it, and then there's like all this other stuff that just really drags you down and and the one big thing, the one huge thing that really kind of like and it's 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 very minute in the in the grand scheme of things but to me and to games that have come out that are supposed to be like this one like marvel spider-man or uh this game is supposed to be like this uh like marvel spider-man the cosmetics are atrocious and i don't mean just like simple atrocious i mean they are lackluster they are just color changes they are have nothing and nothing connected to the comics whatsoever and that's what made the skins in Spider-Man so cool. And why you wanted to get like uh a, you wanted to do certain missions, why you wanted to get like Spirit Spider-Man so you can just run around with a glowing skull mask. You wanted to get Punk Spider-Man. You wanted to get all these unique skins because not only are they from the comics, but they feel like they're in the universe. They feel connected and they, and they feel fresh. And this had none of that. All the skins, even the fancier, weirder ones, are just made up, made up by the designers of the game. And it's not like they they never looked at the comics, they never looked at the films, and they never got the 
Well, actually, the the Iron Man skin that you get in the first mission where you play Iron Man is basically the Iron Man three skin, but it's still not the Iron Man three like what he had in uh, when he was invading the compound. It had none of that. It had none of that like really interesting cosmetics. It had those comic book things. You know, that's why like in the beta, I was like, oh, there's comics. They show comic book photos in uh, logos. So it's like, okay, yeah, they may show that later. None of it. Um, yeah, I've talking too long. <laughs> Take it away, one of you two. I I keep wondering if there is if there is some legal nonsense going. But I mean, like you know, the the Spider Man um, games, like they they put in the Homecoming suit, the Far From Home suit, the Spider Verse suit, and even the freaking Raimi suit. Um, and there, it 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 really it's rich with history. They even have audio clips of of peter parker like saying like when he finds something in the backpack and it's like some easter egg from that's referencing some comic or some event or whatever he like he's like glowing about it um even with all the comic books that you pick up in avengers there doesn't really seem to be any reverence for the source material nope you can't even read them you can't even look at pages of them they just they're no, like, stat like they're stat <laughs> perks that's what they are they want you. They want you to subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. Um, you know that's what they're for, right? In the game, they're stats. I don't feel them at all, but yeah, I do know that. <laughs> yeah, can't really tell the difference. It really doesn't really. Fe- you don't feel the difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone texted me, "Hey, when you upgrade your gear, do you notice a difference?" And I'm like, no. "No," and I was like nervous about giving that answer because I, I felt like I was just being stupid. But they were like, "Oh, no, yeah, okay, cool, yeah." I just, <laughs> just want to make sure that I'm not going crazy. And the gear has such a strange thing with like, oh, this is Stark Tech, this is Pym, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what does it? What does that mean? Like, yeah. you get a faction is, bonus. Um, you get a faction bonus because, like, I think, like, if you wear all all of the same gear from the same right. faction, you get like a bonus, whether it be an experience or um, you get like a power bonus. I think. I'm like I, I'm I don't like, know. It doesn't really of, explain that. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's functionally not in the game, and I'm like kind of loath to praise Gearbox, but Borderlands <laughs> like does a really cool thing with the different weapon manufacturers. Like I don't I I don't remember this anymore, but I remember when I was really into Borderlands Two, I knew when I picked up a certain company's weapon that that meant something. Mm-hmm. That like that meant that this gun would have a higher rate of fire, or have explosive rounds, or have like shoot energy. Like the different gun manufacturers, it meant something. And it's like so if you had if it's like well if I'm picking up all the, like why can I mix and match or you know it it just doesn't matter. I never actually felt getting getting a skill point to upgrade my character made me feel stronger. Getting new gear never made me feel stronger. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. The number goes up, but that's, I don't know, I guess that's it. Like, um, Um, this game takes a lot from a shit ton of other games, and yet has none of the reasons why, like, doesn't carry the goodness of why those components (laughs) in those other games uh, into this one. There's there's an old (laughs) Jim Gaffigan, I think it's Jim Gaffigan, joke where he talks about like things that are good independent of each other and that there are bad when you put them together. Like um, everyone, like, like people like cake and cake is great and fruit is also great. And then when you make fruit cake, you get nasty crap. <laughs> and 
with with this game, and I actually I enjoy a fruitcake, like a good fruitcake, but <laughs> um, with this game, it feels like oh, they they people learned a lot of lessons from other games, but putting them together made them so much less than the sum of their parts. Right. Yeah. I mean, like this is like a classic, you know, of what you just said. You know, lesser than the sum of the you know, less than the sum of their parts, right? So yeah. I don't know how you do subtraction by addition, but they managed it. Yeah, because like, not every, not every, not not didn't Destiny, Mass Effect, all these games where this where Avengers took different elements from and just shoved it into a game. Um, They didn't. They weren't bad because of those elements. They weren't bad because those like similar elements in Destiny were in (laughs) Mass Effect, I guess, and Mass Effect elements were in Destiny. I'm just picking games up, but. The way that all of those pieces and all the other games that Avengers took, you know, uh, inspiration quote from, uh, just completely destroyed it. It's like throwing salt into a cake. Yeah, mix. <laughs> and and you you pointed this out earlier when you were saying how like Destiny launched at like a six or a seven out of ten. Yeah, and a good Destiny, seven out of ten. Destiny very got nice. good. Like a. A year later, Destiny was a significantly better game than the game that launched. And it it was kind of a shame that people didn't get to experience that game as the first game. And Destiny 2 is the same way. Like, you know, now this many expansions into Destiny 2, it's a really good game. It's just, it launched not great because they had this roadmap of everything that has to come out. You know, this is the same thing happened with D- the division. You know, and then the division too. Is it like you get a kind of milk toast, lackluster launch, and then you know people like us say, "Wouldn't it have been great if they did this?" And wouldn't it have been great if they added this? And I'm sure if that our first taste of this game is the version that that is in a year when like there's some of the DLC is out and they've added more characters and they revamp the gear system and they revamp the cosmetics and they change how the stat per like the stat points get allocated. It would be a really good game. It's just not today. I think, I think though that what you just said, those are very, very rare. The only successes that I've seen of that is Destiny 1 and No Man's Sky. And what No Man's Sky pulled off was absolutely what like what No Man's Sky is today is fantastic. I haven't got a chance to play it because I have a shit ton of other games to play, but I there's a massive community of No Man's Sky players because of what they did to improve it. And I think the problem with this is that this game is too mediocre to fix. Interesting. I yeah. I, I I feel like it's just flawed from the concept. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I also I sorry. I, I also just Google search the phrase "What happens to Anthem?" <laughs> so I'm so curious. Uh, that game came out like what, early last year, I think. Yeah, February of last year. Oh, it was right. hilariously bombing. Oh, right. So I remember playing the beta for that. Um, and just being like, "Wait, this is wait, this is the game. Wait, <laughs> what's going on here?" Um, and I, I'm just so curious if they were able to kind of do the same turnaround, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe still you working could, on it. Maybe you could argue that they basically like Crystal Dynamics basically made Anthem, but instead of having metal robot looking characters, 
they just replace the metal robots with a skin of your favorite Marvel character. And then instead you fight the metal robots because there are so many metal robots in this game. There's that is uh, another part of the big problems of this game. Like there are so many other problems that we already talked about and that was like the the worst part. Is like where you know this universe is massive. This universe has so many things. I don't want to just face robots. Yeah. And it's funny because there's this weird, there's this weird thing in superhero games where you you don't as as a superhero you you're already like the biggest gun on the field. It feels weird to be the Hulk and punch a person mm-hmm. because you've killed them. Yeah, that person is dead. <laughs> like you broke every bone in their body and liquefied their organs. They're dead. When you <laughs> you don't. So it's like there's a you could feel weird doing that a lot. But if you're fighting robots, it's like, ah, whatever, they fight robots. Like, I I, I mean, even watching, like, the Marvel movies, you know, there are times when they just find faceless, shapeless enemies to throw at them because it would be weird if they killed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see the game pulling its punches. But I mean, like, the problem with that, you know, reasoning, well... Your reasoning is it's fine. The problem with like the analysis that the game designers made is that Arkham games already solved the problem with that. They already were able to solve if you punch a person really, really hard with Batman's fist or throw them off the side of a building, then there will be something that causes them to stay alive. In the in in the Avengers game, they actually even do this. If there's a human character, because you actually face sometimes some human enemies. And you punch them really hard, they'll just stay on the ground writhing, which is like, that's what they did in the Arkham games. Why didn't they just expand that? Spider-Man, Spider-Man has a really good way of doing that, where if you knock somebody off the side of a building, you they'll automatically and web them. Yeah. Yep. It's like, oh, I didn't kill you. And you and you actually like like there's a mechanic where well, I mean like an internal mechanic where like if you do that, you'll see a little piece of web come out of Spider-Man's wrist. Yeah, and you don't have to key it. It just does it, it. It just does it. Like, it's there was more attention to detail and care and every little thing in Marvel Spider-Man that it just shows this game up. The, those two games should have been worked together in the sense of, like, imagine if Marvel Spider-Man's universe was in this like the same universe as this Marvel Avengers game. That would be fantastic. It doesn't the seem Marvel like they're connected. Marvel gaming universe. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to that. And I, I mean I if think Insomniac made this like, game would be oh. I mean I, I think that the idea like I, I've enjoyed a lot of the other Crystal Dynamics games and I think that if they had launched a Miss Marvel game and then just kept selling me content like, oh, now you can play a Captain America campaign that uses that engine and now you can play a Black Widow campaign that uses that same engine, I probably would have been on board. Oh, absolutely. That's what they like. That's what they kind of did with Spider Man, where you you can play. You have the DLC where you face, where you deal with you know Silver Sable and stuff and all that other stuff, and it's just using the same engine and stuff, and you interact with other characters in the universe. Like if this was just a Miss Marvel game, or maybe just like a Captain America game, you can then add the DLC for everything else. Man, that <laughs> that'll be a business model for sure. I mean, yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to trying to sell me all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, now everything has to have a battle pass, and um, yeah. I remember people were were complaining about the marketplace because the prices were the same as if this were like a free to play game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't really speak to that because I don't. I honestly don't really spend a lot of money on you know Apex and Fortnite and that kind of stuff. But um, I can see where that criticism comes from. But here's the thing, Chris. Why would you mm-hmm. want to spend money on a skin that's not even in a comic? <laughs> like, and it's are we are we allowed to talk about about DC stuff? Or is that yeah? I was, no, yeah. I was just mentioning Arkham. I was just mentioning Arkham. We were just talking <laughs> so, about how the new Arkham, the the Arkham Knights game and the new right, right, right. Uh, Suicide Squad game are going to be like better than this. And, and I, like, like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> we don't know that for sure. We wouldn't have played these yet. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like just the fact that uh, the the way that the Arkham Knights game already looks and the way that the uh, Suicide, game, Suicide Squad game already, like, even in their cinematic already looks, can be better than this. They're, they're saying the right things. Like, they said, you can play as you can have, like, two Robins, you know? Like, you don't have to, you're not restricted in character selection, and it's not games of a service, so they are clearly paying attention to Avengers, and at least the, like, at least the, um, from a PR standpoint, they're trying to position themselves as, oh yeah, we're better than that game. And I, I mean, I remember, like, strategically planning my pre-order and stuff with some of the Arkham games to get mm-hmm. certain skins that were <laughs> unique because I like them and I have an emotional connection to them. And in this game, it's like, you're right. If there's no way for me to get an iconic Captain America suit that I have an emotional connection with, why would I pay for it? Why, why is there no, why is there no planet? Why is there no planet Hulk skin? There's a gladiator skin. Right? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Could have swore. I could have. I swear there was a there was a gladiator Hulk skin. Oh, uh, oh I didn't see it. Well, if, if that's if that's the only one, like you know, like, come on, that's lack of imagination. But yeah. um, you know, I <laughs> I did you see that ad? It's like you know, if you if you get this game through Verizon, you can get exclusive skins, and they're all like red and and white, like the like the fucking Verizon branding, <laughs> and it's yeah. just gross it's just so gross like not even not only do they look ugly but just like the fact that they're like it's like when race it's like race car drivers putting the sponsors on their jackets it's it's like the the event marvel's avengers brought to you by verizon yeah it's terrible yeah like there's i i mean like i already said it already i said my piece about the skins and the cosmetics for this game and like the thing is is that when uh, Kate Bishop comes in the game, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play all the. I'm gonna play all the missions that she has, which is probably gonna be like three, um, based upon <laughs> uh, based upon how my understanding of this game works. If it's like another full length campaign, and like every character is nope. going to get one of those, which I doubt, obviously, um, then yeah, it's gonna be. It, it would be like okay, this was worth my purchase. Yeah, uh, I doubt that, but <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I want to know what's going on with Clint, but. Like I don't want like I'm I was upset from the like the fact that there was no other character that was added into the game. Like, I remember you texting me about this, and I I remember just feeling in real time your disappointment that there wasn't anything else. Like just seeing your your live reaction on a text chat of like, oh wait, that's that's really it. Yeah, <laughs> and I you because you're like, no, don't spoil it, and I was like, you you really can't spoil this game. Like imagine what you thought the story would be when you first saw the trailer, it's just going to be that. Hey, I didn't expect there to be a giant uh, thing 
whatever that giant thing was. The Kree Sentry? Yeah, I didn't yeah. expect that. That was kind of interesting. Wish they really explored what the fuck that was. They explored, like, alluded to it, and uh, really got into it, but uh, I guess that's where the DLC come in. That's where you... And that's the, that's the thing that's frustrating. Like, at, at least with, with Vanilla Destiny, once you have finished the campaign, there are new things open up for you to do that that give you a reason but like once you have finished with marvel's avengers like once the credits roll you've you've done everything yeah Mm -hmm. all there is is just like uh, repeatable missions where like destiny 2 the ending to destiny 2 is actually pretty boring compared to the actual end game of destiny 2 yeah the the getting to do getting strong enough to do a raid in destiny is like feels good and then you see oh everything i was doing was building up to this um marvel's avengers doesn't have that there's there's no moment that you look back it's like oh everything i was doing was building up to this it's like oh why was i doing everything i was doing yep there was actually a moment where i was playing as the hulk hilariously enough and i kept dying like i think i died uh 20 to 30 times um in one mission in the end game it was really upsetting. It was really uncomfortable. And it was because, actually, I didn't level up my uh, my gear enough. I had to just mm. boost everything that I had because I didn't have enough uh, high-level gear with him. And I barely made it out. Um, it was infuriating. It was incredibly buggy. And uh, it's kind of like, why? Yeah. We, I mean, we already talked about the reasoning behind that. but I was... had a number of, of bugs in the final level. Like, outside of the voice acting stuff, there was... This... There's a, a really neat sequence where you have to execute a series of jumps as Captain America. Yeah. Um, yep. And my I Captain America that. could not jump. Could not jump. Yep. Failed that. I had, um, I had to hard reset the game what? because Jesus. my cap, the the in, the inputs would not work. I remember a sequence with the Hulk where the camera would not advance. My character could walk off the screen and advance. <laughs> the dialogue but the camera would not follow me and there's a, just such a profound lack of polish you know like, that mm-hmm. you know that really cool scene where they all come out in like iron man decked armor yeah so mm-hmm. i put on skins because the game gave me skins to put on i wore those skins into that cutscene. it didn't change the skins all of my characters were glitched I did not. I was incredibly pissed off because there's this really cool cutscene with like this armor that's not seen in any other form of media, and it's really cool. And I had to look it up in a YouTube video. It was like this was like that was like the one moment that would have been like, oh, that's sweet, that's cool, that's nice, and it was completely and utterly ruined. I actually like I rarely do this because I hate complaining about things. I I tweeted out to the Avengers twi- Twitter page like <laughs> hey Avengers. fix the bug where you're if you bring an outfit into this cutscene it automatically changes the outfit to what it's supposed to be because if kids pick up this game they're going to be completely ruined by it man I I was that pissed off their li- their lives will be ruined yes by that cutscene um I I, yeah. I was just that mad regardless of whether or not I would do it now <laughs> I was just that pissed off 
I I was just laughing the whole time during these bugs. Like, yeah, like David, we were like exchanging back and forth. <laughs> what kind of bugs were like with the voices and oh, the voices and the subtitles. Oh, the yeah, when so um, bad. uh, Mo Modoc and Cap are like ex having an exchange and like the the. The subtitles do not match the voice at all, and it's like, well, was there a last-minute script change that just wasn't reflected here? And then, um, at the end of Cap's iconic mission chain, um, he gives this, like, classic Captain America speech, and his lips aren't moving even though he's talking. Um, my, my favorite, my favorite part was, um... Uh, when, when Thor found the imposter, he saw the hologram of the imposter... And I don't forget if it was like Nat or Maria Hill, and they're like, "Oh, you gotta listen to this." And they show the hologram, and it's like ten seconds of silence, and then Thor goes, "That's my voice." <laughs> and it's like, wait, I didn't hear anything. What's wrong with you, man? Sound of silence. Yeah. Um. And then you know that the helicarrier has its quirks, like you know, shield agent male five, and um, it's like this weird. This weird, uncanny valley where it's like, wait, this is just the tower from Destiny. <laughs> and this game's, I mean, this game's just not finished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it would be funny if it was on purpose that it's not makes it tragic. Mm -hmm. Right, because I feel like they're, it's, it's, everyone's trying to make a prestige game these days. You know, of like, you know, <laughs> The, the only people that make so a prestige, prestige game games. are not the people that you would normally think make a prestige game. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and this just doesn't... This just doesn't have it. I feel like it's just... Like, this game is just trying to be too many different things. Mm -hmm. It's... I feel like this, my metaphor in my head uh, was... It sounds like a really tasty sandwich on paper, but all the ingredients are all just really low quality. <laughs> uh, and that's a bummer, because I like these characters. I don't particularly like these iterations of the characters. I think Nolan North's Tony Stark is really annoying. Mm -hmm. um, I yeah, all I heard was... Uh, I just kept hearing Drake. I just kept hearing Drake. It's Nathan Drake! It's just Nathan Drake! <laughs> um... Black Widow keeps saying, um, what was it, like, uh, this may be shocking, or something like, like some other corny one-liner like that over and over again, and, uh, same thing with pretty much everyone else. Like, if, I feel like none of these voice actors, um, really embodied their characters, and they all feel like, um, they all feel like caricatures, mm -hmm. and... Yeah. I, I I just I I didn't really see any um like Bruce Banner was probably the closest that they had to like an actual developed character but yep. there was something about Troy Baker's performance that was just so so telegraphed that it was very much Troy Baker it's very it's, much it's, sure, it, that's yeah. it Troy Baker has played countless characters heroes main characters and several dozen big blocker big blockbuster video games and it just felt like that same type of sure. vibe he was just sighing a lot he was just stammering a lot it's like okay i get it you're a socially awkward dude and there's like one part where uh where kamala is asking jarvis like hey what's up with um with, with bruce like why is he why is he not so great these days and then they like talk for a while and then kamala's like 
oh, so he's feeling guilty. And it's like, I don't need yeah. the game to tell me. Yeah, how exactly. I can see that. I can hear that. Um, yeah. I think that was cool what they did with like making the Hulk depressed. I think that's something that like I thought was interesting and unique to this game, like story wise. Five o'clock shadow Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, he just looks sad. So, I mean, just living on that hell carrier. Just uh, no, but like the the idea that like Hulk gets sad and depressed is, Mm -hmm. you know, interesting. Yeah, totally. Totally. (sighs) Wish they played it played with it more but they didn't so yeah. like it would have been cool if like hulk was happy like when cap was alive like they showed that <laughs> but they didn't mm-hmm. yeah i i years ago someone told me something about like a lot of the top flight um voice acting talent and one of the things is that like those guys consistently get hired not necessarily because they have they bring something unique to each role, um, but because um, they're very good at recording. Yeah. And there are people that do bring a lot of unique things to characters and like really, you know, make them into something. Um, but a lot of the time it's also like, well, if we get if we get someone like a Nolan North to come in, you know, he'll do a few reads and we'll get the take we need really quickly and then we can move on with our day. And mm. that there are other people that that doesn't happen for, and that might be a, a causes a selection bias. And so, totally. you know, that's it's so weird because it's like those guys are really skilled. Like those people are really skilled. But this many years on, and I, I can't remember. I can't remember what game it was um, that had the joke where there was one voice that was just called Nolan North. That like you become ubiquitous. <laughs> and you're you no longer bring something unique to each of these characters. <laughs> I just hear you as a weird like stew of all of your other roles. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the I guess that's the problem of voice acting. Like, well, I guess that's the problem of modern. Well, I mean, voice acting is a modern day thing, and I think it's it's gone stale. There, there's no new blood into it. I mean, there is. There's a lot of it that's out there, but they're not touching it. Especially AAA games. Like, every AAA game I've played in the past year and a half has been kind of milk toast. Interesting. Um, to an extent. It was, it was refreshing seeing the cast for Gotham Knights just be for people who I just do not recognize. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, cool. It'd be nice if um, they get, you know, renowned and they get into other games. That's cool. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, we're going a little over an hour here, so I'm curious what you want to see from the game in the future, if anything. And we kind of outlined it already, but just as like a final prescription, let's call it. The one thing I did, you know, because I know this is closing thoughts, but like, or near closing thoughts, it's like I forgot to mm-hmm. mention that like there's a lot more stuff in the like the story that's like, as you mentioned in your article. Um, that like completely gets ignored about the police state and i was thinking about like uh like the corporate police state in uh the boys essentially where the boys where the the superheroes are the police and the corporation is controlling them and gets to dictate where they go and all that stuff and uh the boys touches on all of that way more than this ever could obviously the boys is a tv show but like 
like there could have at least been something, at least some criticism of something, but there wasn't any of that. It really just paints it as AIM is an evil corporation where like now you have like actual tech companies helping the U.S. government put people in cages. Mm-hmm. And that's weird and uncomfortable. And I don't even know if Crystal Dynamics thought that there was a connection and chose not to pursue it. Or if they're just like, yeah, AIM is a good villain for our game. And yeah, like all these camps and stuff, like this is fine. They they had no idea of what they were, what like Marvel does really well when Marvel engages with themes beyond mm-hmm. comic book characters. And I think that this game mis- misses that beat. I like, don't think that that's yeah. a prescription for me that like someone should go out and try to do that. But like there was so much room, so much setup for these really cool, big ideas, you know, I mean, cause even like the Marvel movies do challenge the idea of shield multiple times. Like mm-hmm. they, they say like, Oh, you know, what is shield is shield a good thing. You know, we've seen it shield get run into the ground and like secretly Harbor, you know, like weird Nazis, like, you know, that's cool. And it's worth exploring that. Um, this game doesn't do that. If I have a prescription for it of like what I want to, what I would want to see is there needs to be a better thread that connects like its core elements of, of like of what it is. There needs to be something that connects the character progression to the gear progression, to the cosmetic appearances, to the, the why I should keep playing once the credits roll. Like there needs to be a through line that's relatively taut that brings me through all of those phases. And right mm-hmm. now there isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. To kind of echo those points, exactly that as well as, you know, any new characters that get introduced to this universe or any new, any new stories or anything that gets added to this universe, like make it, you know, make it big, make it, you know, make me want to go back and play for a considerable period of time instead of, um you know just like a one or two off mission with one character make it you know make these characters really get embedded with the universe flesh this out flesh the universe out as much as you can um there's um uh what was i mean we were talking about this earlier about how like empty and like multiple parts of the the campaign were just like that that all those empty parts could have had all of that you know intense discussion that was needed and the cutscenes that talked about, like, you know, criticizing, you know, what's going on, like, basically, you know, showing the themes of what's going on in real life and what, um, what's going on in the game. But th- there's none of that. There's none of that essence. And, you know, if you're going to add more characters into this game, build that universe, add more stuff to the universe, add more characters, more uh, stories, more um, plot points, and connect and weave it all together. I doubt that they'll listen to, you know, this random podcast and get this idea to do that. Um, and I doubt Kate Bishop. I'm is saying this to their PR people, so uh, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just hard to salvage some parts because you can't really go back and like oh just add, like flesh things out that when you know it's already done. They made the game. We played through that campaign, um, and you know they they did things like they they had imagery of you know oppression and straight up names the resistance group the resistance with a capital r and they just don't really fall on that and you mm-hmm. don't really 
you don't really get to see the whole world. Like you see like these little images and flashes, but um, you don't really get the weight of what's happening. So that's that's hard to to reconcile going forward. I feel Justin Hammer doesn't even show up. I don't even think they mention him. Um, but he's a faction, apparently. <sighs> sure. Yeah. Um, so I. I don't know. I still play this game. I don't know why I still play it. Maybe there's just something that um, that it, it just ticks my brain. I just want to see those numbers go up, and I want to press the buttons and hit but the, the robots and stuff. I don't know what it is. Like good numbers don't feel good when they go up. When I shoot, mm-hmm. when I shoot um, Hive in Destiny, the numbers go up, and I love seeing those numbers go up. <laughs> pew 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 pew. Ah, oh, it just feels so good. Mm-hmm. You get that rush, you get that energy. When I punch someone in the face, it just mm. maybe with like Thor's hammer, like I get a little rush when like I get like a multi hit with like throwing the hammer. But like I got, I got like a more cleaner feeling of that in God of War. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so curious. Did you see that video where um, THQ? tried to make an Avengers game in 2012, around the same time as the movie. And it wasn't connected to that continuity, but it was this weird multiplayer first-person Avengers game. <laughs> yes, weird. yes, I did see Playing parts Hulk of it. I saw like a demo of it um, a couple of years ago. I think you mentioned it to me, and I think I saw it when it came out as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that would have been good or not, but that just, that looked... That looks like an idea, for sure. I had this idea back in college where there was, like, a virtual reality game at, like, Disney World. Um, where, like, you'd go into, like, Avengers Tower, and each floor would be, like, you and, like, your party would go and use, like, a virtual reality machine or device or something that would make you play as one of the heroes. So, like, you put on gloves, and you get to, you have repulsors, you have, like, big fists, and you can run and punch things as Hulk. Mm-hmm. You get, like, a bow and arrow, or you get guns, or you get the shield, or whatever, and you basically get to, like, and you, like, you and your group of friends play it, uh, play together. So, like, you and your three other or four other friends go into the room and can do VR, uh, or whatever, like, advanced VR system that they have, um, and you play for, like, you know, a set amount of time that the you know, it's like one of those like um, interactive game mission rides things, um, and I always thought that was cool. And it was definitely going to be cooler than what this is. Aren't they actually doing that that damage control thing, the VR experience with like the movie characters? Maybe. They're, they're, I, I, I thought about this years ago, kind of so different. maybe they're taking the idea. <laughs> Bill Roseman, if you're listening, <laughs> I doubt he's listening. Um, yeah, creative director at Marvel Games, Bill Roseman. Um, well, I guess we'll see. You know what? We'll check back a year from now, see how Marvel's Avengers is doing. Uh, it's going to go in the way of Destiny, or is it going to become another anthem? But it's... I, I, I just wonder whose idea this was. You know? Was this some exec in Square Enix just like, We gotta have a Destiny! Or... <laughs> Um, and then they're making this game, and then suddenly Battle Royales take off. It's like, oh, we should have made this a Battle Royale instead. <laughs> like, um, it's, no, it's, they already it's have Marvel Battle Royale. I can just play that in Fortnite. I have Thor. I have Jeez. Captain America. I have right. Silver Surfer. I'm I'm playing as I'm playing Thor in a Battle Royale. It's great. 
Oh, I hate video games, man. <laughs> I hate yeah. video games. Pop culture so definitely, is ridiculous. I, I, I hear. I think that the funny thing is that if you were to meet with the person who came up with this idea, you would meet with like a chimera beast. Like it would, <laughs> it would be a, it would be like a three-headed, like twelve-armed person mm-hmm. that's just screaming to to please let them die, and. It's what happens when you slap, you know, brutally stitch together a, a, a first person, a single person campaign that attempts to be affecting with the looter shooter vibes with, you know, all of these other things. And um, they just they just so much just want to die. You know, when you described this being, I somehow still imagined it with a business suit on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I don't think, like, Kevin Feige sat in a room and said, we need this. I don't even think a business executive from Disney sat in a room and said, we need a game, an Avenger Games. I think Square Enix or someone at Mm -hmm. Square Enix said, hey, we have this partnership with Disney. Let's get some cash, squad, and let's make a game. Have have either of you two heard the story about, like, why LucasArts stopped releasing games? Was it because of Disney? It wasn't because of Disney. Uh, Disney did shut them down, but there was like this thing would happen during production of like various titles where George Lucas would like come around to to tour and like see what was going on. And on like George Lucas days, he would like look at something and he would say something like offhand. And then people weren't sure if he was serious and they should go and do that or if he was just making an offhanded comment. So then now you're like, well, shit, we were making this one game and now we think we have to make a different game. And this very famously happened with Star Wars 1313, the bounty hunter game, mm-hmm. um, where they were just they were making a game about a new protagonist. And then one day George Lucas like rolled through and said, oh, this would, and it's like, oh, this is really cool. I like what you guys have been going on here, man. I really wish this was a Boba Fett game and then like left. <laughs> and then they're like, everybody. Pull out the Boba Fett art assets. We're making a Boba Fett game. Oh I no! Like, I, I don't oh, know that he meant. Oh my god! Are you serious? Oh my That's god! Like, hey, and then like... he like he points to his name. I, I'm the Lucas in the Lucas Arts. I don't think, but I, it's like not clear if he really was seriously telling yeah. them, "Stop what you're doing and turn this into Boba Fett," or just yeah. being like, "Oh man, like I really wish someone would make me a Boba Fett game." Mm-hmm. And ah. then it became a Boba Fett it's game, pleasing. and they had to redo all like. So I, I almost wonder if there's just this kind of point where someone's like, man, I really wish we have a looter shooter. What's in production right now? Oh, <laughs> Avengers. Make <laughs> like, And then someone said, oh, someone way higher up said we have to have a looter shooter. What? <laughs> we have to make a looter to... shooter. Uh, uh, there's Destiny. Uh, Activision's got Destiny. EA's got this Anthem game coming out. We got to make it. We got to make this looter shooter. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. They knew Anthem was coming out, and they needed to make a looter shooter, and Anthem was a fucking bust. I almost wonder if it was less sinister than that. And someone was just, like, looking at the sales, the numbers from all these other things and saying, I wish we had this. And then didn't didn't say anything else, didn't tell anyone to make that. And then some, <laughs> some poor person beneath them understood that as an order. Mm-hmm. And said, well, shit, we've got to go do that now. And I mean, it might have been sinister. It might have been like, okay, we have, like, as you said, Tony, how do we have, we have this license? How can we get the most dollars out of it? And then here we are. 
And it's funny because if they had just made a better single person game, they probably would have done much better in sales. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. This this industry is ethics and game journalism. It's, Chris, it's it's, it's ridiculous. The entertainment industry as a whole is just ridiculous. awful. It's so dumb. It's this whole so thing, the, the entire cinema uh, industry is collapsing as we speak. Television <laughs> is just going to be drivel. Uh, games is just going to be uh, new grounds, uh, flash games, and that gets three hundred thousand views on Twitch. Right and uh, uh, books, <laughs> who reads those things anyway? Am I right? Uh. <laughs> We're all, everything's just gonna everything's gonna be a quibby. <laughs> I just want every every um exa- every case of of you know triple A and corporate stuff to just be another quibby story because I Quibby was just a total disaster and I love reading about it, but I feel like that's just the direction <laughs> this industry is going towards. So, We're so, just out of touch executives. <laughs> so like um so as I was saying with that that Newgrounds like game, Newgrounds like Flash game, that's Among Us. Among Us is the super popular game that came out right now, but the 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 gameplay itself is basically a, a game that's as old as um, people and kids hanging outside, like Mafia. It's it's exactly like Mafia. Yeah, really taking shots tonight, aren't we? And and mm-hmm. I mean, it's an amazing game. I enjoy it, but okay. it but the, the 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 art design and the, the 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 style of the whole game is just basically a Flash game that you would find on Newgrounds. Uh, like back in circa 2006. So it's it, you know, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. Nothing matters. Uh, the world is crumbling around us. Um, you know, yeah. Um, Marvel's Avengers. Marvel's yeah, Avengers. Uh, we never really touched <laughs> upon the fact that society is collapsing around us as we speak, oh. <laughs> but we avoided that entirely until my last yeah, comment. Yeah. Well, I mean, to wrap up, I mean, uh, Tony, it's been a while. How how has your life been since we've last heard from you on uh, the I show am, AP Marvel? I mean, I've been, I have the same job. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is, uh, I am at home. I've been trapped inside. Uh, uh, still doing commie work, as I always would do. Um, <laughs> as they call it, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, commie, commie side work. Uh, doing, yes. my, doing the socialisms. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to out myself, but a uh, massive physical transformation that uh, you could probably check out at some point in the future. I'm going to you know, go out, come out publicly, but uh, I'm not at that time yet. But things have happened. Things have changed. And okay. people who are in the know probably know what's going on. People who sure. don't, well, you're going to have to wait and see. Yes, and they can do that by following you where on Twitter? Oh, you can follow me at, <laughs> on Twitter at the Pizza Taco. I'm barely on Twitter anymore, but I do pop up every once in a while to retweet dumb things people say on the internet. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, I've had an interesting journey. It's uh, I, And I'm with Gamper as their weekend editor. Uh, and I'm freelancing, I'm making money, I am figuring out mental health stuff, and... That's good. Uh, just surviving, you know, just surviving. Things are better now. Uh, I'm glad to be back to it, although I'm not sure when this show will return after this episode because, um, you know, no one's wa- no one wants Stages of Shield with me. I'm very bitter about that. Sorry. And, um, we uh, probably might do a boys season two thing. Sure. Yeah. You, you we did a boys season that. one thing. 
Yeah, I was wasn't. Last, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that was the last thing we did. So we might as well do a boy season two thing. Yeah, if you want to know how long it's been since we've had a podcast episode, it was about the boy season one, <laughs> and the boy season two is now like. Hey, Chris, can you make it on? Uh, can you make it on like Apple Podcasts, calling this like season two? I the metadata will allow that. Yes, that is possible. Yes. Um, yes. All right, New us. All right, all New right. squad. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm Black, gonna stop talking now. Chris, Black Widow. Black Widow. Who knows when that's coming out? So we'll see. We'll see. You can find me at Compenderizer, and you can follow AP Marvel at AP Marvel on Twitter. Uh, David, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to shout out? And also, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at Unwinnable David. Uh, I do a lot of my uh, writing and podcasting work for Unwinnable.com. Um, but I uh, just you know, want people to know that uh, Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. that, you know, you should think a little harder about the games we play. You know, that I think that this would have been a really cool, you know, game to explore some heavy themes. And uh, it's sad that we didn't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and also, you were very generous to offer a part of your payment for this review. Uh, we ended up giving it to a bail fund at Pittsburgh. Uh, Tony, do you remember what it's called? Uh, the Balkan, uh, uh, Bail Fund. Um, let me just mm-hmm. find the link for it. Um, yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, but, um, but that was the it was the Pittsburgh Bail Fund essentially. Um, mm-hmm. It helps um, not only get protesters, but the bail funds for um, people in the Allegheny. Uh, court uh, Allegheny County uh, prison. Um, yeah, we have dealt with a lot of bad stuff, and I'm currently working on um, a project. If you're in the city of Pittsburgh, um, I am working on the Stop the Station campaign. Uh, it's a massive coalition of organizations throughout uh, Pittsburgh, Socialist Alternative, which I'm a part of, um, Penn Plaza Support and Action as well, as well as a couple of others. Um, we are working to stop the moving of a police station into the center of an already gentrified neighborhood um, in uh, East Liberty, um, and we are working to push back against that. We have been doing some canvassing already, and we're going to be doing some more. Um, so, you know, obviously Black Lives Matter, and uh, we're going to be trying to fight back against that. That's one of our demands is to stop the police station. The other demand is to... Uh, bring uh to defund the police in the city of pittsburgh by at least 50 percent and one of the other demands is to uh uh community control of the police um democratic control which means that community members uh democratically elected can hire fire subpoena and control the budget of the police um in the city of pittsburgh um those are our three major demands one of the other major demands is to tax upmc as they are currently a nonprofit even though they make millions of dollars in profit and then go to the board and the CEO. So that's the work that I'm working on. If you're in the city of Pittsburgh, try to get involved with us. You can reach out to me. Thank you, David, for coming on. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, This was a really great podcast and it's really nice to finally get back out there, finally do some stuff. So Chris, you can, you can, I, I kind of ranted on my, Oh, no, no that's, yeah. that's all good. That's really important to to put out there. Um, and all I was going to say is that, you know, we're on the usual podcast services. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
uh read david's review uh read a bunch of we have a lot of things on the site since we last uh were on the air you know we have um we have a piece called black panther is not the messiah of the african comic book world the tragedy of loki of asgard is the unaddressed trauma of adoption marvel killed the live action kids movie genre spider-man far from home is native advertising for united airlines all <laughs> wonderful pieces all paid uh through patreon contributions our patreon is currently closed because we haven't really put out content lately and also there's a freaking pandemic happening who has money um but it's not just a pandemic it's a massive great depression that we're going through oh absolutely yeah um so we'll see <laughs> we'll see how things turn out yeah i don't know like you know every month there's always something we got we got a pandemic we got a great depression we got aliens we got uh, jesus we got uh massive wildfires there's a threat of a super volcano coming out of uh, montana so uh i don't know whatever what comes next AP Marvel. Uh, Thanks to Charles Villanueva, (laughs) the graphics design, Steve Motter for the music. Uh, Thank you to our patrons, uh, even though our Patreon is no longer open. And thank you again, David. Thank you again, Tony. I'm going to eat some mac and cheese. (laughs) See you later. I'm going to watch Twitch streams of Among Us because I have nothing better to do. (laughs) I'm going to grill a steak. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All great plans. All great plans. Goodbye, everybody. Okay, we'll just clap at 50 seconds. I didn't see the... Where was the time.is? It's... I put the link in... It's just time.is on your browser. Oh, I didn't see... I'm sorry. Can we do it again? (laughs) Can we do do the clap again? I'm so sorry. All right, right, we'll do it at 15. There we go. Right? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so let's get started. Oh my god. I was about to speak and I almost said the wrong name of the show. <laughs> I almost said the other, po- other podcast name. <laughs> anyway, okay. For real this time. <laughs>